Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. It's week 14, Sunday night. We're talking to you after the Buffalo Bills drop the Pittsburgh Steelers. Second loss for the Steelers, 26-15 Buffalo. A wild day of football that saw the Washington football team take control of the NFC East. Saw the Eagles stun the Saints. Green Bay, hello, in control in the NFC now. It also saw, that's right, I'm saying it, my Chicago Bears back in the playoff push with a big win over the Texans, 36-7. Still got to deal with those Arizona Cardinals who dropped the Giants, 26-7. And then, Verderam, there are your Kansas City Chiefs doing it again. Not exactly pretty. Patrick Mahomes uh, getting picked off multiple times. But they beat the Dolphins 33-27. Where we start is, uh, yeah, with those Chiefs and, and, and the Bills looking like a, a legit contender. Josh Allen, man, I thought he looked real good tonight, and especially in the second half when I was paying closer attention, that the, the, the mobility, the arm strength, creating plays, I liked it, Verram. I thought it was pretty impressive. He was great. I, I, look, it was weird because in the first half of the game, not only Josh Allen, the, the Bills were just anemic. They couldn't do anything. Um, you know, they're in the final two minutes of the first half down, seven to nothing, and really you know, had only just crossed midfield for the first time. They were not playing well by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and then you know, they get a field goal, they get on the board, break the ice. That game, to me, swung on Roethlisberger at the end of the first half Final minute throwing a pick six on a ball that he never should have thrown. It was a it was a clearly covered route, uh, and and a and a pass that a, a veteran has to know nothing good is coming out of. He throws it, it gets picked. Johnson runs it back. Touchdown Bills. They never relinquished the lead. And if you look at Allen's numbers, 238, two touchdowns and a pick. Like it wasn't, but statistically speaking, it was actually a pretty blah game it actually cut somewhat of a bad game but if you watched it you saw him step up in the second half and make all the plays he had to make and so I I give him kudos it's a huge win if you didn't believe in the bills before you believe now at least you should I mean that team to me is absolutely a contender well right in his numbers you're don't jump off the page but Again, I test whatever, watching the football game, getting paid the big money that we get paid here on Stack in the Box to give you the in-depth breakdown. He made winning decisions. Yes. And, and, and that's and, – and the one throw moving to his right across his body, gets pass interference down at the goal line. That was a hell of a play. I mean, he, he bought time for himself – rolling hard to his right and then throwing back across the field a good 40 plus yards it was impressive i mean you got to you have to have some significant physical abilities to do something like that 
And, you know, they popped a stat up on the screen that just would, you know, underline how incredibly good decision-making and uh, everything else in the red zone. Hasn't thrown a pick in the end zone. It right. Has been just a winning quarterback when they're when they're in in position to score. That's huge. If you're yeah. if you're you know, I mean, uh, you give him his due. Listen, I, I think he deserves a ton of credit. The way he's played, the way he's kept the Bills on schedule. I mean, that was a game where that game could have gotten out of hand early. I mean, they 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 could not move the ball. I feel like Josh Allen, the first years of his career, forces a ball there and gets picked off, and it turns into 14-0, and then it's a route. But he didn't. He stayed patient, made some plays, they get the field goal, they get the big break on the pick six. And all of a sudden, you start looking at the game going, okay, now, now the Bills are in control. They come out of the half to get the touchdown, really never look back. So, look, huge win by the Bills. All the credit in the world to them. Uh, and you, know, you think, if not for that Hail Mary – they're eleven and two, and they're they're in front of Pittsburgh right now. Now, hey, it happened. It is what it is. But it's just to point out. I mean, they, they have only been outplayed twice this year. That weird Tuesday night game in Tennessee and Kansas City on Monday night. That's it. That's it. They've been they've been a model of consistency. They've beaten Seattle. They've beaten Pittsburgh. They've beaten the Rams. Be, I mean, what what else could you ask for? They killed the Niners. Done a nice job this year. They beat the Raiders. Yep. Uh... How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. And we've been on the money on Pittsburgh just to pat ourselves on the back here. Yep. I mean, I, I've been, we have. We, we've been expecting some losses to come here, and, and they're coming. And basically expecting exactly what happened to Ben Roethlisberger today. Like, look, dude doesn't have the arm strength. He's going to make – there's going to be some bad decisions here at some point, especially when they go up against better defenses, and it happened today. Uh, but let's, let's, switch, let's switch over to the NFC, and let's talk about Green Bay, who knocked Matthew Stafford out today. He had to leave with a rib injury. Uh, and the Packers uh, beat Detroit 31-24. This is a Lions team, you know, playing to prove to – Matt Patricia, that you suck and we can do it with Daryl Bevel. So it's a good win for Green Bay. Rodgers, again, Aaron Rodgers, 26 to 33, 290 yards, three touchdowns. Devontae Adams running all over the field. Um, by the way, 17 and five against Detroit, which is almost like you would think it'd be even better than that. Uh, but the Packers are 10 and three. And then the stunner, uh, the Saints lose to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, hello. Uh, Philadelphia running out early and, and hanging on. So we got a flip here in the old uh, NFC. That's a game that nobody saw the Saints losing, but it happened today. Yeah. I mean, hey, you never know when you get these backup quarterbacks who come in because it changes the energy around the team. It changes the way they're going to play. Now, Hurts was not great. Okay, let's not let narratives just like, get completely out of control. He was not great in this game. He was 17-30 to 30 for a buck 67 and a touchdown. However, he ran for 106 yards. So – that added dimension is a problem. You know, the Fox broadcast team was talking about, I forget who was calling the game. Uh, I believe Daryl Johnson was the color guy. I can't remember the play-by-play guy was. But in any event, they pointed out that the Saints hadn't give up, given up uh, a 100-yard rusher in like three and a half years, and they gave up two of them today in Sanders, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts. So I, I think overall, look, you give him credit. Taysom Hill didn't play particularly well. He kind of padded his stats late, some garbage time stuff. But it, th this was a game that, 
you don't want to get on the Saints too much because they'd won nine in a row. Like, it's really hard to do that. I don't know who you're playing. They've done it as a backup quarterback at times. However, like that loss is a killer. You lose to a bad Eagles team. Now you play the Chiefs. And even if you win and you win out, like if the Packers went out, they're the one seed. So it's just – that just goes to show – I mean, man, the razor margins in the NFL, you can flip on a dime. And now all of a sudden you're the Packers. You're sitting pretty. Three games left. You're going you're to be favored in all of them. You got to feel great. For the record, it was Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth on the call. Oh, okay. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And Adam Amin, now the voice of your Chicago Bulls, for the record, uh, for all my Bulls fans out there. I know you're listening, Bulls fans, because Carm's on this podcast. Damn it. Um, but yes, back on the field. Listen, I, I've been holding that Green Bay could be the top team in the NFC just out of pure. I'd like to see it happen for Aaron Rodgers one more time. Um, and even though they are right now, it doesn't feel like there's any guarantee they're going to stay there and, and, and be dominant uh, come playoff time and get through and make it to the Super Bowl. But there's certainly, you could flip a coin right now, I think clearly. Um, and if you want to flip one on Green Bay, you're, you're flipping it on Aaron Rodgers, if you will. So that feels like you've got a decent chance of coming out on top. What about the Cardinals as we look at the bottom of the NFC? Uh, they go in and crack the Giants. Daniel Jones did not look healthy. Um, and, you know, Arizona – I correct me if I'm wrong on the math on this, Ferdinand. They have to lose twice, basically, to be out, right? I mean, if, if they get to nine wins – do they they own most of the tiebreakers? I just wrote I, I wrote a huge huge stack in the box this week and it broke down all these things. I believe yes, I think you're right. If the Cardinals win twice, that's it. Uh, Minnesota really needed to find a way to win today, and it yeah you know, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I, you know Dan Bailey I think just missed another kick, um, but a, a big win for the Cardinals. Listen, I'll be the first to admit I thought they were going to get beat today. Um, Giants won four in a row. They got Daniel Jones back. The Cardinals have been bad. Four out of the last five, they lost, and they, they almost lost all of them except for that Hail Mary. Uh, but they won. They found a way, and their schedule is not hard going forward. They should be able to win two games. So kudos to them. You could see a Saints-Cardinals game in uh, the wild card round, and uh, that would be fun. That would be a lot of offense. Right. And so I'm holding that the Bears are still alive here at 6-7, and seven, and the Bears have a lot of winnable games. They're going to Minnesota this week. Then they've got Jacksonville, and then hopefully they're playing a Green Bay team that's already clinched uh, in the last week. Now, I need some, some St. losses going on here. But um, that Arizona's got Philly and San Francisco both at home, and then they got to go to the Rams. So there's one loss in there, I like to think, but two would be aggressive. I gotta tell you, I don't think the Bears are getting in, man. It would take <laughs> it would take a miracle. I don't think it's a miracle. Like they they it almost took a miracle for them to lose last week. They they actually I mean, listen, they suck, but um, That's why they're not gonna make the playoffs. Right. But they 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 um they can beat Minnesota. They absolutely can go and beat Minnesota. They can beat Jacksonville. And then if Green Bay doesn't give a shit, excuse me, then um, maybe I don't think they're completely dead. I really don't. Um, it's not. It's not likely. There, there are fourteen percent uh, Vegas odds to get in, but 
look, if they if they beat Minnesota this week, there will be some conversation on the Bears being in the playoffs. Now, that will they do that? I don't know, but Trubisky looks a whole lot better, for the record. Uh, oh, we're going to get into that. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's on in or out. All right, let, let's, uh, let's go to the Raiders. You're, we were excited about you, Vegas, for a second, but, uh, you know, beating the Jets, that, that ain't going to – that ain't gonna cut it here, and uh, another another crushing blow. As I'm really, I mean, Vegas just got pummeled. They're not even in games right now. What do no, you think's going on over there? Uh, I think it's a combination of a few things. Look, we are also guilty of this. People got really high on them after they beat the Chiefs in Week Five, and then almost beat them again. And I think because the Chiefs only lost once, rightfully so, you're like, wow, that's you know, Raiders really impressive. It turns out the Raiders just are good against the Chiefs. Like, that's pretty much it. The Raiders have not been good otherwise. They got boat raced by Atlanta. They should have lost to the Jets. Uh, I, I, think, I think you've got to sit there and go, okay, well, uh, are, are they any good? Are they decent? Um, I, mean, I, I think they're, they're decent, but that's probably it. Now, look, here's the good news if you're a Raiders fan. Okay, they, they fired the defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, tonight, who's an absolute disaster. So he's out. God knows, Rod Marinelli's taking over in the interim here. I believe I read. That's so right. Now, at seven and six, they need to win out, right? To have any shot, they got to win out. They got the Chargers on Thursday night at home, then the Dolphins at home week 16, then they're at Denver week 17. That is win not impossible to win out. Not easy because they're playing like crap, but not impossible. However, they need Baltimore to lose a game. Uh, I would submit that they need the Ravens to lose on Monday night because if they don't lose Monday night, they play Jacksonville at home, the Giants at home, and the Bengals on the road. I'm going to go ahead and say the Ravens are not losing those three games. That's what the Raiders need. They need to win out. They need the Ravens to lose a game. That happens. They're in business. Doesn't happen. Good night. They gave up 456 yards, 212 on the ground. Yep. Uh, Frank Reich's Colts have never put up 44 until they did today. It's the biggest number in Indy since 2014. Yeah, uh, I mean, India does not have a good offense, and it right, was just, it, it, that's true. Right. Um, but I mean, Indy on on the on the plus side here, if we're looking at uh, you know Philip Rivers, couple of touchdown passes to T.Y. Hilton, uh, I, it, I Indy. It's got a chance to cause some problems in the playoffs here. They're, if they can really, if their defense can get back to being closer to elite and Phillip plays out of his head, which at least at times he has this year, Indy's an interesting team come playoff time. I don't think that's a, that's a team that you're dying to play. Um, so, all right, but let's look at, let's look at Washington and, if we go back and stagger in the box time, I think it was Carm who told you that the Washington football team was going to win that NFC East. So, uh, can you confirm that, Bertram? I can. I can. I'm, I'm shocked to confirm it, but I can. <laughs> I, just, I, need, I need external validation every, time, every once in a while. Um, Washington 23, the Niners 15. They're 6-7. and seven. The Giants lost. Uh, Chico Rivera getting it done here. Uh, Alex Smith threw for all of 57 yards. Dwayne Haskins threw for 51. I don't know what the hell's going on over there, but that was enough with that defense, I guess. (laughs) 
Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their... This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you're, if you're Washington, this is a great story. Okay, I get it. They're six and seven. I don't care. Uh, this is a great story. Ron Rivera, God bless him, cancer diagnosed at the beginning of the year, seems to have, you know, have, have whipped it here. Um, they have no quarterback. Like, Alex Smith is an amazing story. Alex Smith has not played particularly well this year. Dwayne Haskins is awful, okay? Their offense is anemic outside of Terry McLaurin, and occasionally you get, a, you know, you get Antonio Gibson, who's a hell of a, a rookie. But that's it, those two guys. And they went on the road in back-to-back weeks, beat the Steelers. Okay, the Niners aren't great, but beat the Niners. Six and seven, you go Washington slate the rest of the way. Now, they got a tough game here at home against Seattle. Could lose that game. You got the Panthers and the Eagles. You could very well finish the year out eight and eight. And even if they're one and done the playoffs, what? who cares? You know what? Great job by Washington. Washington, by the way, now has a plus point differential, plus 12. Nobody else in the division is even close to having a plus point differential. Actually, Dallas is negative 102 because they're garbage. Um, I give it to Washington. It's a great story. Look, Giants are still in it. Giants on the tiebreaker against them. They're only game back. So the Giants could get back in here. But the loss today against Arizona really hurts them. Uh, certainly now the, the, the uh, Washington football team in the driver's seat. You know who my favorite Washington football team player is? Uh, You're not going to get this one. But go uh, off if you are want. we talking about a current guy? Yeah. Oh, God, no idea. Tress Way. You know who that is? Hunter. He punted eight times today for 398 yards. That's an average of 49.8 yards a punt. Switching the field, baby. When you throw for... 57 yards from Alex Smith and, and 51 from Dwayne Askins. And if you, if you take in uh, actual yards, they're at 95, by the way. They didn't even break 100. You need a guy like Tress Way booming it, baby. And Tress Way got her done. Punters, Verderam. They Fair don't enough. get enough love. Went to Oklahoma. He's in his seventh season. Dude's a stud. I Okay. <laughs> I got nothing, Carl. I, I, okay. I just figured I would just throw a curveball at you. Let's go into the future. Tress Way, you didn't think you were making stacked in the box right now. By the way, if you treat Tress, Tress Way at, at the Carm, I will get you an at the Carm hooded sweatshirt out of my own pocket. I will send it to you. It'll be a, a Carmen Hanukkah slash Christmas party. Just realized that Chelsea and I did not like the candles tonight. We Marriage is having a rough night. No, no candles on Hanukkah, Verderam. What the nice hell's job. going on? Nice job, Carl. That's terrible. All right. Who got the biggest win this weekend? I think you're going to talk about that uh, team that you love at, at, at the core of your heart, Verderam. Well, I am. Uh, I think the Chiefs got the biggest win. I'll tell you why. Because ultimately, look, it's easy to say Buffalo because it's just such an important win, I think, for them psychologically and everything else. But the Bills are going to be a two or three seed. 
they're going to have to play on wild card weekend. They're going to win that division either way. For Kansas City, the Chiefs now have massive control of the AFC. All they need to do, regardless of every other result in the league, is split their next two games against the Saints and the Falcons and then beat the Chargers at home in Week 17. And they're the number one seed. And could they lose a game at home in the playoffs? Sure. Could they lose their divisional game? Sure. Them being at home off a bye, then having it, you know, they get through at the AFC title game, then another bye, and then the Super Bowl. I mean, that's you can't ask for much better than that. They'll be at home if they play it out for a total of six weeks straight because their last two games are at home. So that's a that's a nice stretch if you're Kansas City. You get a chance to get nice and healthy. They're thankfully healthy right now, but even healthier, maybe get Mitchell Schwartz or right tackle back. Listen, I I think that win today, I mean, that was not a pretty game. The Chiefs had four turnovers. Mahomes had three picks and took a 30-yard sack. Uh, Hardman fumbled the ball inside the 10. They took a bunch of eight penalties in the game. And, like, all those things happened, and they were up 30-10 to 10 with 13 minutes left. Like, it, just, it was like it didn't even matter. It, I, it, they're, just they're so good. That like normal rules don't apply. You turn the ball over four times on the road, you just lose. The Chiefs up twenty points. Did you? I, I, in your Patrick Mahomes was terrible, and the Chiefs still won. Breakdown. Did you mention the mishandled snap? By the way, no. She actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean that was another one. Though. I mean, the Dolphins could have had the ball. By the way, I yep. mean deep in the Chiefs territory. It, it was just a, and, and I wouldn't even say it was terrible. Like he threw for 393 and two, but it was just a very, very, by his standards, he was terrible. It was a bizarre game. It was just very strange. The defense mostly played very well. The last quarter of the game, they, they kind of got lax, but so I, I give it to him, man. Like they won eight in a row. You know, the Miami team, like they should beat Miami, but the Dolphins were game. They played hard. They played tough. It just didn't matter. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs now are in a position where if they can just beat one of these two teams in the NFC and, and the Chargers are the one seed. Now, I'll be honest. I Could they lose? Yes. Good luck. You worried I, about the offensive line? I'm not. I know a lot of Chiefs fans are. I, I would worry about it if they played the Steelers with Watt because that's where Schwartz would be. But I'm, I'm really not, man. I'm more worried about their dead last in red zone defense. They struggle on third down at times defensively. And they can't run for for crap in short yardage. But, like, we're talking about – it's like being a rich guy complaining about how many cars he has, right? Like, I mean, they, they're they 12-1, and they just dominate. He, like, it's like – there was never a point in that game, as annoyed as I was at certain times, where I thought they were going to lose, ever. Not one point, not down 10 nothing, not when the Dolphins are kind of coming back in the fourth quarter. And I just feel like if the, if the Chiefs are going to get knocked off in the playoffs, it was going to be because they had to play three games in a row. They had to play Pittsburgh. They had to play Buffalo. They're now in all likelihood going to be the one seed. They're going to have to play a team that, listen, with all due respect, they could lose to. But, I mean, they're going to play a team in the divisional round. They're going to be heavy favorites against. And then they're probably going to play the winner of Buffalo-Pittsburgh. They're only going to see one of them. And I got to tell you, I think Buffalo is a much harder team. I, I, I've seen enough out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can't score a point. They're not beating the Chiefs. I'm sorry. There is no way. I'll go on record a thousand times and say that. The only way the Chiefs will lose in a Pittsburgh is if they piss down their leg. That is it. The Steelers, a deep ball for Roethlisberger at this point is like four yards. Uh, I would say biggest win for the weekend is, uh, to me, it's Arizona. You Okay, you, that's you, fair. You, 
I mean, you lose to the Giants, it gets real interesting. Uh, you don't lose to the Giants, you very much just took control of being in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens when you get there. And you have a chance with Kyle, Kyler Murray to play a very interesting, competitive football game in an NFC that's very much, I would say, bottom-heavy versus top-heavy. So very balanced. Um, and can't I, I also say it like, a, you know, Kansas City didn't necessarily need that win. Um, I mean, Green Bay got a good win. Uh, I suppose because they're in control now, but that's more of the Saints losing. Um, let, let's go. Let's go on to the Eagles, though. So, question is: uh, Jalen Hurts should keep the job moving forward. And look, you you teed up. They didn't have a huge day throwing the football, but let's just let's just do a couple things of what they did today to beat the Saints. New Orleans does not give up a lot of yards on the ground. They'd gone fifty six no. games without allowing a one hundred yard rusher. So you had Miles Sanders go running 14 times for 115 yards, and you had Jalen Hurts running running for 18 times for 106 yards. So, right. you know, 2020 level quarterback here. Um, he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of uh, praise for being a leader out there. Something that quote unquote the Eagles needed, which is interesting to hear. That was that was Miles Sanders' quote after the game, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. So. I mean, they're, they're the first quarterback 100-yard combo, by the way, for the Eagles since Donovan McNabb and Deuce Staley, 2002 against the Giants. So uh, it's, a, it's a good win for the Eagles. It's an interesting conundrum of what, what they do going forward. Some people say they're going to try to trade Carson Wentz, uh, which a lot of people say that actually. So um, what do you think? Should he keep the job? Uh, yeah, there it he is. has to. He has to. Now – Here's where it gets interesting. What happens after the season? Because I don't see any way he doesn't keep the job here going forward. Right? They won the game, and he gave him a spark. So he's he's got to keep playing. I mean, the locker room, there would be a mutiny if he didn't. But Wentz is do a fortune next year. They cannot cut him. They cannot, I'm not going to get all the salary cap stuff. Take me at my word. They cannot cut him. If they trade him, they're eating $35 million. So could they trade him? I, yeah, and it would be the same cap hit as if they kept him on a team. If they cut him, it's like 57, okay? Who the hell's taking him? Who's taking 35? No one's taking and him. I, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to even use the name because Elliot Shore Parks wrote or tweeted about it. wrote and tweeted, actually. I remember reading both. That he thinks the Eagles are getting a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. I don't know, Elliot. From from anybody is he kidding? I mean, what, and I'm not trying to trash Elliot. I'm sure he does fine work, but I, I just he, he's a he's somebody who covers the Eagles. In what world? Like, there's not a soul on earth who's giving them a first round pick for Carson Wentz. You're lucky if you get a mid round pick. Ryan Pace might do it. What? Ryan Pace might do it. No chance in hell. <laughs> Even if he could afford him, no. Ch- what is the value of Carson Wentz? He just got benched. You're not paying anything for you're, you look, I'm not kidding. The Eagles need to attach a draft pick to get rid of Carson Wentz. And that money? Come on now. Like the Eagles are gonna literally have to send Wentz out with like a second round pick. Just it's gotta be like an Osweiler thing, just to get rid of him. So where is he going? Everybody says, well, the Colts, because Reich and Reich was the reason that they won the Super Bowl to begin with. If you're the Colts, you want Carson Wentz and 35 million bucks? 
I mean, like that. I I get it, but like, really, that's the best situation you think you can you can get out. I I would have another year of Rivers before I got Wentz. Yeah, I I don't think uh, I think you're spot on. No one's trading for Carson Wentz. He's awful. No, no one, no one's doing it. He, he, it's much more likely, and he, this ain't happening either. But it'd be way more likely that he would retire before somebody's going to step up and actually make a deal for him. As far as the I, Eagles getting out of things, I just think, look, at this point, you're playing hurts the rest of the year, unless of course he gets injured or something. You're playing him, as far as this thing goes, and then you've got a hell of an off season ahead of you. Because I don't know what you're. Gonna, I mean, can you imagine being Doug Peterson or Howie Roseman? And you walk into Jeffrey and Lori's office and say, yeah, listen, that $35 million you're going to pay him next year, just light it on fire because we're going to bench him. Enjoy that conversation. But I don't know what else you do. It's the way, it's the way it is. You got to move forward in life. I um, hear you. So, all right, let's move on to Seattle, who whipped the Jets 40-3, to bring back Greg Williams, get that defense rolling. There, uh, But the Seahawks... I mean, I don't know how much credit you can really give a team to, to shutting down the Jets' offense. None. None. But they have played um, – you know, they gave up 185 yards, That's and, and they had a turnover, three sacks, da-da-da-da. Um, the bottom line is that the, the Seahawks' defense over the last couple of weeks has gotten a lot better. You know, if you go back to the Week 10 loss against the Rams, they – all of a sudden, things started to shift. They're, they're giving up just 14 and a half points a game in their last four. By the way, if we go back and stag in the box time, I said that Seattle's defense would get better as the year went along. Damn it. And they have. Um, so, but the, the, the question is, uh, you know, is that defense, I guess, at this point being undervalued? What do you think? So, I actually think that the, the Seahawks are not being paid close enough attention to. And I know you've been on them. So, Kudos to you. I wrote a little bit about him here in Stacking the Box from Monday morning. Over the last five games, the Seahawks haven't allowed more than 23 points in any game. Uh, they've not 17 sacks in that same span. They're playing good football defensively. Now, yes, they've played the Jets. They've played a bad Giants offense with Colt McCoy. They've played the Eagles with Carson Wentz. I understand all that. They also played Goff and they played Murray. Now, they split those games. But that, that's been a lot better than what we saw the first half of the season where they couldn't stop anybody, right? So I actually like what I've seen. Now, is it enough? Is it enough against Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, if he's healthy? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's certainly a hell of an improvement. Adams and Dunlap have come in there. Adams off injury, Dunlap off trade. And, and it, they, they've made nice nice uh, additions for, for Seattle. So I think you at least got to take it more seriously. Early in the year, it felt like they had to score 45 to win any game. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting good defensive outings. Yeah, and let's not forget that, uh, you know, they lost to the Giants last week at home, but that was just a weird game, and they it wasn't the defense's problem. I mean, the, all of a sudden the offense just disappeared. Um, Washington, the Rams, and the Niners, and then we'll see. I mean, they're underdog fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. 
going to be in the playoffs. Be, I, I, I think yeah. it's, it'll, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what, uh, what the matchups end up being and uh, how far Seattle can go. How far I love the NFC is going to be super interesting come playoff time. Uh, whereas I think the AFC is going to be a waltz uh, in all likelihood for Kansas city, but okay. Uh, yeah, in all seriousness, you really think the it's a waltz even with, even with Buffalo and, and the way they're playing. Yeah, I do. You do. Okay. You, I mean, I think the Chiefs would beat him, but I don't think Buffalo is going to roll over. I don't think it's going to be. No, I, no, it'll be. Listen, I think it'll be a competitive game for three quarters, and Kansas City will do what Kansas City does, and maybe, maybe it'll even get down to a final possession type of thing. I suppose, um, but I, I don't know. To me, to me, Kansas City is so far enough away above, um, but. As you get deep in the season and the red zone thing doesn't get hasn't gotten much better. And and as I mentioned earlier with the offensive line, um, I mean may may maybe maybe things could get a little more dicey than I'm than I think they will. But I, I think that I think Kansas City's up here. I I think Buffalo's here. I think then you go down and, and it's just significant. Whereas I mean, to me in the NFC, it's like Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle. Like, they're all lurking around each other. I agree. I, yeah. I, I do agree. I think there is a clear favorite in the AFC. In the NFC, you can make a case for a lot of different teams to yeah. be the favorite. Um, speaking of the AFC, Tennessee is a legit contender. You're going to bash the, the, you're gonna bash the Titans. I, I'm on Tennessee, too. I, 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 like, I think the Titans are tough come playoff time just because of the way they play. Uh, they wild Jacksonville today, thirty-one to ten. Uh, but you're you're down on the defense. So I love the offense, but the defense just scares the hell out of me, man. And I, I get it; they beat up on Jacksonville. That that's nice. I mean, that's like that's like a kid in high school beating up a toddler. Okay? I mean, but, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like I I didn't watch much of that game, but when I when I saw the highlights, it's like, is there a defense out there for Jacksonville? Because on some plays, it's like Derrick Henry's just running free, uh, and no one's even uh, there. It's like they went home. Jacksonville's got the worst DVOA of any defensive team, and it sure as hell showed why today. Uh, Henry ran for 215, Tannehill 19-24, 212, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown 112 and a TD. Uh, he's on pace for over 1,000 yards. Corey Davis on pace for 1,000 yards. Henry's on pace to lead, you know, I believe, lead the league in rushing at this point. Look, offensively, they, they could play ball. They, they could score just about anybody in the AFC. The problem is they're just – anemic rushing the passer and they're anemic on third down. They're dead last in both categories. Like that to me is just, you're not beating Kansas city like that. You're not beating Buffalo again like that. I know they beat them in the regular season. I don't care. I never care about how the games went in the regular season. doesn't matter. That is just a recipe that I don't know that you can win with over and over and over. They're going to have to win three games. I don't know if they can do that. I think they're dangerous. I think they're the kind of team in a one-off game that can beat anybody. But to be a contender, I got to think they can get to the Super Bowl, and I just do not think they can win three games with the defense playing the way it's playing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're getting all the way through. But uh, I, I do think that they – it would not surprise me at all if they made a run to the AFC Championship game, depending on where, they, where everything fell there. It, it would not. If Tennessee ends up playing Pittsburgh – uh, and I should look at these matchups more. Is that is that likely? Do you have the seedings in front of you? Let me let me look at oh, that. Oh, Tennessee right now is a four. I mean, they're in the lead for the division, so they're not playing Pittsburgh right now unless, uh, you know, they saw each other maybe in the divisionals. Yeah. So, But but if that matchup happened, like I, I 
I don't, I, I bet on the Titans. I would. Um, but all right, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go on to our in or out segment. And we're starting with the bears and it's the bears should value what Trubisky has done lately in or out. I will start here. Um, there was a point in time where, I mean, I was so angry with the way the Trubisky pick went down, not just the fact they traded up, but more so the way they looked past Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for reasons that I think were fairly obvious that you, it's hard to even talk about. Um, but they, it was just super upsetting. And then Trubisky sucked um, or was extremely average. And don't you dare easy. say you're in on this. Uh, here, it's, it's, I'm working towards it. And it was, it was easy to pile on. But then there would be moments, I'm telling you, where I would watch him and be like, you know what? He ain't as bad as I'm saying he is. Like, there, I, there was glimmers of it. And now, s- since Matt Nagy benched him in week three, there has been an edge to this guy where he's basically like, F off. It's ain't all on me. Your play calling blows. The offensive line blows. And if I get – and he started talking like this last season too. Like, don't put it all on me. This is a dysfunctional franchise with a dysfunctional offense. I actually think that he's go- – if he gets in the right situation, this dude can be successful, I'm telling you. So, should the Bears value what he's done lately? I think they, that they absolutely should. And I, who's quarterback quarterback in this team next year? To to me, he can be in the mix with who they draft. Uh, no one's going to pay big money for him in, in free agency. So I I I think they should value him. I really do. How dare you? <laughs> I the guy. Look, uh, Michael Zacker, esteemed producer, get the mute, get the uh, the uh, button rated, the block out of curse word. He has sucked. His whole career. And I put this on the run there because I knew, I knew you were going to take the cheese on this. And oh, yeah, he's been great. First of all, they, they didn't even win last week. Fumbles the ball away at the end it of the was, game. It, it wasn't his fault. He shouldn't have been put in that position. Yes, he shouldn't have fumbled, but he played a good game. They scored yeah, 30 freaking points. I, I get that, but my God, they beat Detroit. Oh, no, they didn't even beat Detroit, they beat Houston who's just a wretched football team, and defensively, my God, you and I could start on the Texans. Look, he's played well the last two weeks by and large. Not here to take away what the guy's done in those two games. You're telling me you'd bring him back? He is a disaster. Who is your quarterback? He's better who than cares? Nick better than Bring in a, a rookie draft somebody. Right. And, and who? Anyone. I don't know. I don't know who the hell is going to be on the board at that point, but any, like, I don't know, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask, get out of BYU. No, no, no. I, I don't care. I don't care who they draft. Draft draft a quarterback. Draft him in the first round. I'm 100% in. But let me just tell you, it, it, it is not close what that offense looks like with him in there versus what, what Nick Foles in there. I, I'm not even arguing that it's better with Trubisky because it is, but that doesn't mean Trubisky's good. <laughs> okay, like that means Nick Foles sucks to high heaven. That's what it means. Mitchell Trubisky this year is completing 62% of his throws, 6.4 yards in attempt. He's awful. He is absolutely unmistakably awful. The, the, the worst thing the Bears could do 
is finish like, let's just say, eight and eight and run this thing back with him. My God, you declined his option. Move on. You know what this is like? Okay, you know what this is like? I, 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 hope, I hope most listeners can identify this, but I feel like you definitely can. I know I can. This is like being in a horrendous relationship that you know has run its course. You know that it's over. And, 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 and then all of a sudden, there's like one nice day that you have with that person. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to recommit myself. to. It's over. It sucks. Move on from it. Go find happiness. Don't hate yourself anymore. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm all for moving on in relationships. That's a great piece of advice by you. But I'm just, I'm telling you, and I will remind you of this next year when we're doing Stack in the Box. You go right ahead. That 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 I told you that Trubisky was going to be successful somewhere. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's leaving, and I think Matt Nagy's leaving. The guy that should be leaving and is going to leave is Ryan Pace in Chicago. That guy blows. Nagy kind of blows, and Trubisky is. I I look. Who would you rather have quarterbacking your team, um, Trubisky or Philip Rivers? Trubisky or or Jalen Hurts, Trubisky or I, I don't know, man. Like I, I I'm I'm saying that I'm saying he's the seventeenth to twenty second. I'm not. And if you if you if you get out of it, and that's fine. You first of all, you better be right on who you draft. Anyway, I, I I do think I do think that he was in a crap system with with poor. Uh, he just didn't have a lot of help in Chicago. I'm not arguing any of that. He, he, but but he, he's, he's contributed to the problem. Ryan Tannehill, too. It could very well happen with him. If, it, it depends on the situation that he gets into. All right, let's, let's move. The Colts are going to be a factor in the AFC playoffs. I already said I'm in on this. Uh, I think you're going to go out because you don't love Rivers. But I, I, um, w- when I say a factor, I mean a factor below Kansas City. Like the the whoever you could throw everybody behind, that's getting in in the AFC behind Kansas City in a hat. I think anybody can advance, and I think the Colts definitely have a chance to do that. I agree. If you want to put it that way, then I'm in. I'm in. I I think the Colts have a very good defense. Rivers is a caretaker at this point, but he's done a a pretty good job for the Colts this year. Um, look, the Colts need to play a certain way. I know today they won. They scored 44 points. I, I get that. But, it, you know, that's kind of the anomaly with them. Like, typically they're going to have to get into games where, you know, and even in this game, Rivers didn't throw for 300 yards or anything. Like, they can't get into a game where Rivers has to get into a shootout. They just can't. That, 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 that's a loss. They need to get into a game where they're playing well defensively. They're finding a way to run the ball. And, and they're converting on third down. And they've done a nice job. They're 9-4. and four. I mean, the Colts have been good. I think the Colts are a good quality team. Um, but they do have to play out that way. Now, like I, two weeks they play Pittsburgh. I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh when they play him because I don't think Pittsburgh's going to score. Um, but that that's the thing with the Colts. The Colts, and, and that's true of most teams, but they, they do have to win that way. I think they can. Uh, I do think they're a little limited, but I do think they're a factor in the AFC class. I, I would not be shocked if they were in the AFC title game or something like that. So, I mean, right now Kansas City gets a bye. It would be Pittsburgh yes. versus Miami. Correct. Buffalo versus Indy, Tennessee, and the Browns. Yep. 
Anybody winning any of those games would not surprise me. Even the Dolphins, which who I don't think will be there. I I'd be surprised if the Dolphins won that game. I mean, I, I'd be, I would be surprised by that. But I'll tell the you other this. Other games, game. I think, are I agree with you. I agree. And if the Ra- if the Ravens do what you think they're going to do now, Pittsburgh has had Baltimore's number, but they have played some tight games. Like I wouldn't rule out Baltimore being Pittsburgh at all. Uh no, not a- they would have beat them the first time. Jackson right. didn't throw a million or make a million mistakes and have two picks, two fumbles. Right. So. It'll be a fun first round. Um, all right, let's let's look. Uh, <laughs> we're going to Trevor Lawrence and the number one pick in the draft. Should he refuse to play for the Jets, in or out? Go ahead. I'm in. He should absolutely refuse to play. Should refuse. Uh, give it the full John Elway treatment. Give it the Eli Manning treatment. I would tell the Jets behind closed doors. I'm never playing for you. I'm not going to make this public. I'm not going to turn this into a thing. I'm never playing for you, ever. I'm not going there. You can spin it however you want to spin it. Trade the pick. Take Justin Fields. I don't care. I am never, ever putting a Jets uniform on. So if, if you don't move off of me, then I will make it public, and it'll be a shit show. I will never play there. I will do anything it takes to not play for the New York Jets. And I, I'll tell you what, man. He's got one bit of leverage. He can go back for another year. He can tell them, if you take me, screw you. I, I'm telling you right now, I will just go back. Like I, I will not come play for you. I'll sit out the season. I'll do whatever. I will not play for you. I, they are, And you know what? It's not because they're horrible. It's honestly not. Like Anything that's a number one overall pick isn't good. It's because of the organizational ineptitude. They don't even try from the top down. And if I'm if I'm Lawrence, who the hell? Like I've worked my whole life to get in the NFL, so I can play for that. No, I'm good. I'm good. And I never say that. I really don't. I would tell them to go straight to hell. I would never play a down of football for them. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. Oh my First god. First class ticket. Straight to hell. I am never playing it down for you. You're the most disorganized franchise there is in football. You do not care about winning. You haven't cared about winning for the better part of, the, of a decade. It doesn't seem to matter. There's no embarrassment that's, that's enough to make you guys change anything. I'm good. I'm good. You go ruin Justin Fields' career. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he should do that. Step up. Give it a ride. And if you hate it after your first Five years. Five years. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Then you move on and, and, and you do everything you can. Look, if he does, he could be a hero. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Hero in New York. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go, Trevor. It's not like he's got a, you know, that's not exactly a bad place to be. Think about his market, you know, and not, you know, think about everything it would would look like winning there. Um, But I get it. It's a heavy lift. But I I don't, if I'm him, I'm not running from it. Let's go. I'm Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to do it in New York. I'm going to do it with the Jets, damn it. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, I just, you know, the whole forcing your way out of it, just, 
It is the way of the world, but I, 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 I've never liked it. Pittsburgh. They need to trust Big Ben more, for better or for worse, in or out. What do you mean by that, by the way? So they got to just they got to just let him throw the ball more than three yards downfield. I mean, uh, that that's what I'm driving at, yeah. and I'm in, even though I think it's going to end up killing him. And that's a weird combination of an answer, but I'm I'm being as blunt as I can be, and I feel like we've talked about this weekly. They are not going to win the Super Bowl playing like this. I don't I don't care how great their defense is. A deep ball for Roethlisberger at this point is a ball that gets past the line of scrimmage. I mean, you're not beating the Chiefs like this ever. I don't I don't care what the Chiefs do outside of that. I, they're not beating Kansas City with him playing like this. They're not beating the Bills. They're not even beating the Titans again. Because, you know, early in the year, it's one thing. Teams aren't used to it. You know, they go off all their tendencies. The whole damn season is Roethlisberger's under. I mean, tonight, 21 to 37, 187, 5.1 yards in attempt, two picks. That is atrocious. I mean, that that is, you know how bad you've got to be to go 21 of 37 and you're throwing the ball a foot? That's insane. How are you not hitting like a hundred percent of these? It, they the only way they're going to win anything significant is their defense continuing to be really really good, which I think it will be, and him starting to throw the ball. And I'm not when I'm saying down the field, I don't mean like bombs down the field. I mean like intermediate routes, ten to fifteen yards, where he's where he's taking shots, whether it's on curls, whether it's on comebacks, whether it's on a little slant, whatever. Because playing like that, you just can't. They can't run the ball, so it's not like they can rely on that. I mean, he has to throw the ball more down the field. And if, they, if they're not willing to do that or if he can't do it, then they're going home. They may not even win one playoff game. I'm 100% with you. Go for the gold, man. Trying to somehow, some way, eke your way through it, it ain't going to work. I, I, and I think that's probably becoming at least slightly more clear to – uh, Mike Tomlin and company. So, we'll, but it's it's hard to pivot now uh, to try to all of a sudden start doing something more aggressive. But maybe they will. Um, all right, let's wrap her up here. What's going on in the life, Ferdinand? How are you? Tell me something. I know the parents are on their way. They are. They are. Everybody's been, uh, you know, distancing, quarantining, and whatnot. And uh, the parents are coming out Tuesday night, beating the uh, snowstorm back east. Be out here Wednesday. Look, I'm excited to see the old man. I'm excited to see my mother. Uh, I'm excited to see Mr. Doog, uh, the good old Hank, who uh, is coming out for the trip. That'll be exciting. Um, but I'm most excited because my mother makes these things called uh, Buckeyes every year. They're a holiday dessert, and for people who are unaware of it, it is a peanut butter ball that gets dipped in chocolate, and then it's frozen. Let me tell you something. If you're a fan of Reese's, these things are like Reese's on steroids. It's amazing. I think she made 96 of them. She's bringing out, I don't know, 50. There's no shot in hell those things hit the weekend. They're incredible. You eat like three or four of them, you're physically ill because they're so heavy. A lot of confection of sugar in there. They're incredible. So, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing my parents. I'm looking forward for Maisie to get time with them. She loves them so much. She can't wait. Um, I know they feel the same about her. 
But man, I'm looking forward to those Buckeyes. I'm going to rip into those things something fierce. I love it. I love a good Buckeye. Um, I'm going to stay in the sports world here. First of all, we had a Zoom call for my uh, 95-year-old father to be on Wednesday. Uh, it was He was so happy to see everybody, but it was one of the more painful Zoom calls I've ever seen. Why can't I see them? Who am, I mean, he couldn't – it was – how do I do – it was it was one of – it was challenging. I mean, I had family members leave the birthday party because it was too stressful watching him try to figure out Zoom. Wow. Um, but but we, we got it done. Um, you know, I'm a big Northwestern guy here, Verderam. There's a, there's a news thing that's just dropping 48 minutes ago. The ACC is looking at Northwestern Athletic Director Jim Phillips to be its next commissioner. It's a report by Yahoo. Um, apparently, they're finalizing an offer. And he was nearly the Big Ten commissioner. And they went for Kevin Warren. And I didn't know if he would leave Northwestern because I, this guy, you know, he's a competitor. He likes to have a dog in the fight, if you will. And I, I didn't know if he wanted to be in that, you know, big of a position and, and give up the allure of just wanting Northwestern to win in his guys. But apparently going to the ACC, uh, he's been at Northwestern for 13 years. And part of me does wonder if he's leaving. I doubt this is a reach, but because he knows that Fitz might be going to the Bears. I wonder what those conversations have been. Um, that just that's a stretch right there, but just something to put out there. Um, okay. Anyway, just seeing, seeing, seeing that news. And Jim Phillips is awesome. Uh, he's a, I mean, he's the type of guy that gets up at five in the morning. He's already in his suit and he's making calls and doing dials. Like, you know, when I got an opportunity to do some stuff with the Chicago White Sox. I get a, you know, a card in the mail from Jim Phillips saying, congratulations, Carm, great opportunity for you. Like that, like that type of stuff. Like he doesn't even, he didn't even need to know that I was doing anything, let alone, you know, take time to write a card. You're the, you know, you got a lot going on in your life, but that's the type of, you know, you know, those, you know, those people that have, that yeah. have that level of people skills. Um, so anyway, I'll miss him around Northwestern. Jim Phillips is a good man. It's a good get by the ACC. Oh, nice. I don't, nice. Know what com- I don't know what commissioners do. What do they do? They run crap. Have meetings, do bullshit, get paid big money. I'm sure it's okay. a great gig. Sounds like a good job. Yeah. I'd like to do bullshit uh, all right, we'll, and get we'll, paid big we'll, money. We'll be here Wednesday with a look ahead to uh, an interesting week, I'm assuming. I haven't even looked at the schedule for week 14, other than the fact that I know the Bears are going well, up in Minnesota. They played week 14. So, I mean, week yeah. 15, you know what I'm saying. The, I know that I know Chicago's going up to Minneapolis, going to beat the Vikings. Thursday night, it's the Chargers and the Raiders, a huge game for, uh, for Vegas. Um, but just on a, on a cursory look here, this looks like a lame week for the Ram. Uh, I have to look at the schedule, to be honest with you. Uh, the Saints play the uh, Chiefs, which should be a hell of a game. Saints play the Chiefs. Browns and Giants are Sunday night football. Be a huge game for New York and, I guess, Cleveland, too. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. Anybody who subscribes gives a rating. We appreciate you triple. And uh, everybody stay safe out there. The vaccine's on the way. We'll see you on Wednesday. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. 
Something you probably don't know? A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know? There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know? A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fit. Fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.